This is Dave, and I'm here with Ethan, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 35-inch. On this episode, we interview Weird Al's personal hair and makeup stylist, Sean James. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Happy New Year, Ethan. Happy New Year, Dave. And happy January 1st. Oh, no, we're not doing that again. <laughs> Ethan, what did you get for Christmas? Well, I got some really cool things. You already saw one of these. I sent you a picture, but I got a custom-made Gill and Chill t-shirt from my girlfriend. Wow, it's <laughs> such a cool shirt. <laughs> it's so cool. She did say, if Dave was jealous, that she would make you one, too. Oh, nice. Excellent. <laughs> oh, by the way, for the record, I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll just wait for her to hear this episode. And I also, <laughs> what I was really excited about getting was a portfolio to display my Strings Attached to her posters. So I've already gone through and I've put all of my strings attached to her posters into these display portfolios. And it is so fun to be able to flip through and look at them. And I had so much fun spending hours sorting them, putting them in order, sliding them in, sliding them out, realizing I forgot to put one in the one spot and moving them all around. It's been a, a process. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is so cool because... You really want to be able to look at those beautiful poster arts. It's been so great taking all my posters out of tubes and, you know, even the other artwork that I have, being able to put it in these portfolios has been really nice. I can actually look at them and show people and enjoy them rather than just swim in tubes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love collecting posters, but that is the hardest thing to do is to display them because you only have so much wall space that you can put up right. posters on. And there are just so many of them and you have to then come up with this plan. How do I rotate them and how often do I rotate them? But if you have them in a nice little portfolio book like that, then you can basically look at them at any time you want. Yes. Props goes to Kenneth Gwynup for the idea. He sent me the ones that he got. And that's the ones I asked Santa for. I hope you had a great Christmas too, Dave. I did. I had a wonderful Christmas. Thank you for asking. I wonder what Al got. You know, it looks like he probably got himself a drone for Christmas. <laughs> Why do you say that, Dave? <laughs> well, if you noticed, he had videos on his Instagram and Twitter of drone footage of him in Hawaii. I thought that was so cool. Yeah, what's really cool is that if you go to Instagram and you watch the video and then you go to Twitter and you watch the video, it's a totally different video. So he has two different videos of drone footage of him on beautiful island of Maui. One of them, it looks like he's standing in front of beautiful landscape. The drone just goes out and just goes out almost to like infinity. Well, as far as the drone can go, I guess. And it's just really beautiful. It starts at close up of his face and just kind of zooms <laughs> all the way out. <laughs> I can only imagine the hilarious things Al is going to come up with with a video drone. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. 
Wouldn't it be great if they could, instead of Carl having to walk around during the show and trip over stairs and people, they could just fly a drone around when Al does tacky <laughs> or one more minute. I didn't even think about that. He could incorporate into the concert. That would be so awesome. That would be really fun. <laughs> could like fly it above the balcony and just get fan reactions from the balcony. It'd be really cool. That would be really cool. Well, hopefully we'll get to see something like that in the future. Yeah, maybe we'll see some of the drone footage in a music video. Oh, that would be cool. That would be really cool. Sounds like Al had a great holiday. Sounds like you had a great holiday. I had a great holiday. I hope our listeners had a great holiday. But, you know, just thinking back to last week's episode where we talked about 2019, it really was a great year for the podcast. And, you know, going into the new year, I am just so thankful for all of our listeners, all of our supporters everyone who has made this podcast as great as it has been oh yeah absolutely thank you thank you thank you to everybody who listens or subscribes or just sends us a message and lets us know how much they appreciate this podcast one thing i was wondering though you know during last week's podcast episode 34 inch you talked about how many hours and minutes and yada 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 we've had of the podcast (laughs) but now that we're officially outside of 2019 i would love to know what is the official time count for stuff that we released in 2019 well we just released two secret episodes on patreon.com slash 2000 inch one of them is with frank from the bank sanchez and the other is with judy tenuta and those two episodes put us at exactly two days seven hours 27 minutes, 27 seconds. That is the real number. I am not joking. That is insanity, Dave. There's no way that that's a coincidence. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just leave it at that. There's no way that's a coincidence. No, really, it is exactly two days, seven hours, 27 minutes, 27 seconds. Let me guess, Dave. And we've released exactly 27 episodes. No, we've released exactly the opposite of that. 72 episodes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> As if we did this all on purpose since we launched in May 2019. <laughs> There's another holiday surprise I wanted to chat about, Dave. And that is, of course, the incredible, amazing, super duper, fantastismal artwork that Jeff McClellan did for our UHF screening with Jonah Ray. Oh, we got to see the first draft of that artwork. It is amazing. He really outdid himself. I absolutely loved it. Oh, man, it's so beautiful. It is so cool. It's got the giant screen coming up from the neighborhood and it's glowing and the moon is weird al and then yumi and jonah ray are there it is so cool there's like little stuff everywhere there's a little (laughs) easter egg that you can look for of the scenes from uhf he put in so much detail on this oh man i'm so happy how it came out i'm so excited i hope i get to put one in my collection Absolutely. And just for those who may not be familiar with the name Jeff McClelland offhand, he is another insane super fan up on our tier of super Weird Al fans. And he designed three of the posters from the Strings Attached Tour for Weird Al. And they are just incredible. Three of my favorite designs are his. And the fact that we now have a poster designed by him for our screening of UHF with Jonah Ray on January 25th, 2020 at Proctor's in Schenectady is just insane. Oh, yeah. 
For more details on that, you can check out uhf.2000inch.com. And we are going to get them screen printed, Dave. I cannot wait. We're going to have them for sale at the event. And I'm sure if any super fans who are a little too far away to come to our event really, really wants one of those posters, if they send us or Frank a message, I'm sure we can help them out. Jeff is putting the finishing touches on the poster, and we expect it'll be ready to unveil to our listeners very soon. So, of course, we'll post it everywhere on social media, on the website, on Patreon. So you definitely want to look for that when it comes out. And if you're interested in a poster, please email Frank or hit us up on social media. Or we'll have them available at the event. Speaking of stuff available at the event, Dave, you do know who's going to be there selling vegan Twinkie Wiener sandwiches. Robert De Niro? Well, his mole may be there. (laughs) (laughs) But also, there's someone else, an alliterative name, Burrito Burrito! And for an extra fee, you can get a vegan Twinkie Wiener sandwich from Burrito Burrito in Troy, New York, wrapped in one of our posters. This week's episode brought to you in part by vegan Mexican restaurant Burrito Burrito in Troy, New York, home of the two-pound double wrapped in a quesadilla Burrito Burrito. Come on down to Burrito Burrito and Burrito Burrito, your Burrito Burrito. Find them at burritosquared.com and Burrito Squared on Instagram. And remember, not every burrito is a Burrito Burrito Burrito, but every Burrito 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 can be Burrito Burritoed and wrapped in a Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, Jonah Ray screening of UHF poster. And a vegan Twinkie Wiener sandwich. All right, Ethan, I'm so excited. I can't wait to talk to Sean James. Dave and I are thrilled to introduce to the program Weird Al's personal hair and makeup artist, Sean James. Sean, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys? I'm excited to talk with you. We're doing great. Thank you so much. It was amazing. I got to say hi to you very briefly at the Gallery 1988 appearance. Yeah, that was a really cool, that was a really cool exhibit. Yeah. It was great to talk with you. I And you know what? I remember meeting you before. I met you at the Walk of Fame. Because Dave, of course, was one of the fans who spearheaded that whole campaign. That's what Al reminded me of that. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I was there. That was such a fun day. Wasn't that a great day? Yeah, God. I was so, so like excited to be there and what a what a fun fun thing for Al as well. So I mean to be funded by the fans and you know, like how how fantastic. <laughs> and just how many people came out to support Al that day. They were lying down the street. It was I've never seen a crowd that big just for something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool. So, Sean, we would love to hear about yourself. How did you get into this line of work? So, um, you know, I was always fascinated with, like, masks and things like that when I was a kid. So I always had, like, monster masks. And, you know, originally I really wanted to be a makeup artist for horror makeup and do all that kind of special effects makeup. But I was a little kid in, um, in Sydney, Australia, and we moved to Brisbane and... You know, oh well, we actually moved to the Sunshine Coast, and uh, eventually I ended up in Brisbane in uh, hairdressing college at the Kangaroo Point College of TAFE, which sounds like a joke, but it does. <laughs> <The> kangaroo College. <laughs> yeah, I was at the Kangaroo Point College of TAFE, which I don't think exists anymore. But um, yeah, in Brisbane, that's where if you wanted to learn a trade, that's where you went to. Wow. You went to that. You did a four-year course. Um, to learn your trade and and yeah that's what I did I worked for a company called John McCourt which was kind of like your like your big chain salons okay. in, in America very very big on education and 
Um, we had a guy from Vidal Sassoon flown in from London who was our senior educator and he taught me Vidal Sassoon and all of that. And I fell into the hair world. He said to me, we ended up actually living with a group of like four of us lived in this house and he became a real mentor to me. His name was Oscar Coleman, who's uh, very, he has these salons in Australia called Oscar Oscar, which are very popular. Mm. Um, and uh, he said to me, Sean, you got to get out of Brisbane and you got to go to Los Angeles. That's where you belong. <laughs> and, and, you know, he's an Irishman who traveled all over the world and, um, I kind of took his advice. He said to me, you know, get a portfolio together of your work and, and go to Los Angeles. And I I did that. I came to LA and the second week I was here, um, I got a job on a film. It was called Sens and I, which was uh, Afrikaans for look what we've done or something like that. Mm. And I may have got that incorrectly. Uh, and uh, it had a famous South African actress in it. And I did her hair for the movie and it was nominated the following year for an oscar wow and i i was hooked you know it hooked me uh i would have been this kid in brisbane in a shopping mall and that would have been my life you know i literally have friends who are still doing that and there's no there's nothing against that but my my career took a different turn um and uh you know i i did a bunch of things i worked with all the supermodels of that time um, I worked with an agency called Zenobia and Keith used to help me get these great jobs and I worked in fashion and film and I've done a million commercials, like probably, you know, uh, you've seen all the commercials I've done, like Nintendo, <laughs> oh, da- Daisy Sour Cream, um, you know, <laughs> Apple, Applebee's, uh, TJ Fridays, uh, you know, all these like very basic commercials and i i i've done every kind of commercial you could think of uh microsoft we did these amazing microsoft commercials with um and you know i i've really lived in the world of film and television Uh, i was working every day like when i wasn't working on sets i was working at this place called fred siegel so fred siegel is a famous department store um it was in santa monica it's it's closed now which is like feels so weird because i spent a lot of my time at fred siegel mm. that'll come up again later when you ask me another question but, uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um uh anyway hang on to fred siegel so but yeah that's how i that's how i uh, got into that now when you came out to la was that your first time coming to the u.s yes it was my first time i originally was gonna uh go to Hawaii I had met this guy in Hawaii and we kind of fell in love a little bit and I was going to move to Hawaii and didn't end up working out so Mm. (laughs) I changed my flight to Los Angeles (laughs) (laughs) thank god Uh, wow and so when you came out to LA that first time was it you were moving out or was it I'm just going to come and see what happens and well I had uh, 500 bucks, my bike, and my boogie board. I used to be uh, like a, a competitive boogie board wow. rider. So wow. I know, it's so weird. <laughs> and like such a surf weird weirdo, you know. Um, I was not a proper surfer. I was the, the boogie boarder, you know. These surfers really don't look too as being um, surfers. But yeah. we think we're surfers. Um, 
And uh, yeah, I had my bike and my boogie board. My bike, the importance of that was, you know, I didn't have any wheels to get around on. So I, uh, I did that. And I didn't have a green card at the time. I, I do have to admit that. I came on a tourist visa, so I couldn't really work. But I ended up doing some day laboring jobs. Um, and I, I, I literally, and I, I tell this story because uh, I think it's really important to tell this story of what I did for, for my survival. I didn't have a way of getting a job. I had my hairdressing career. I had a goal and I had a dream. And I knew what I wanted, but there was a lot of there, there were a lot of roadblocks in front of me, and uh, one of them was like getting work. And um, so I ended up doing day laboring jobs. So I went down to the local hardware store with a bunch of the Latino guys down there, mm-hmm. and I went and dug ditches. I like laid pipes, and I did anything I could do to get a hundred bucks for the day. So every day I went to work and, and to tell you the truth, I was making a hundred bucks a day, $500 a week. And that was great money. It was more than I was making in Australia as a hairdresser. So eventually I got my green card and I was able to work in, in Fred Siegel. And so I, you know, did it the right way, but, you know, I I, I I tell that story because I really don't think there's any excuse for people not working. You know, mm-hmm. I think you can mm-hmm. if you have a dream and you want to do it, there's, there's ways you can do it and just take steps towards it. And uh, even if it might not be the thing you're doing, you right. know, you might have to do something in the meantime to, to get to where you're going. But as long as you're feeding yourself and looking after yourself, you've got some money in your pocket. You know, you, you step towards your dream and you can hold your chin up high, you know? Yeah, that's really inspiring just to think that you came over on a whim and you had your, your sights set on hairdressing and you really evolved into this amazing thing. You know, now you're getting nominated for awards. You're working with Jamie Lee Curtis and Weird Al. And it's it's so cool. It's, it's a very inspiring story. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, it's been quite a journey. I mean, I've had a lot of really cool people um that i've gotten to work with and you know just a pair of scissors and a comb you know it's like it's crazy what you can what kind of world you can create with a little tool in your hand <laughs> yeah, so ethan mentioned that you were nominated for this local 706 guild award for best hair for a tv commercial or music video can you tell us a little about that is that your first nomination so it's actually my third nomination, and it's really cool uh, to be in the local 706 union is a real honor. It took me years of hard work to get into that, and I got into the union through uh, my work with Chris Hardwick on a show called At Midnight. I love that show. Very <laughs> fantastic show, yeah. Yeah, Chris is amazing. You're an amazing man, and we've been friends for a long time. And he helped me get my union card on that show so it takes a a lot of days to get in the union there's a a real requirement Uh, you have to have 60 days 60 days and 60 days in three consecutive years to get in the union Mm. or you can be a celebrity request and do uh 30 days and then that can get you in the union so anyone who's trying to be a makeup artist or a hairstylist that's your secret right there (laughs) just become friends (laughs) with a celebrity (laughs) so exactly very easy uh but you know, Chris and I have been friends for a very long time and he hired me for that TV show and we do another show called Talking Dead and 
um, that's uh, I'm sure people know that show as well. Of course. But back to Al. So Al and I have worked on many videos together, and uh, I was nominated for best makeup for a music video for Handy. Which was, <laughs> let me tell you, that mustache did not want to stay on in that video. <laughs> we were, I think it was kind of in the middle of summer and we were shooting it in in a studio in the valley and it didn't have air conditioning because the the for some reason the air conditioning wasn't working that day. So, you know, you're in the valley and hot and people sweat and mustaches don't stick on on sweat so <laughs> it was every other take i had to run in there i'm sure it was so annoying but um, <laughs> you know of course when someone's doing lyrics and using their mouth and you you kind of have to you know al has to perform bigger movements for a video so especially right. wearing a mustache right. So you, <laughs> right. like, uh, and so all the flexibility of the mustache is um you know, do, doesn't stick with the glue. So we had a backup mustache and there was a, <laughs> this is a whole thing. And so I figured I'm going to enter that into best music, best makeup for a music video. Um, and and let, let me tell you, don't, don't take me the wrong way because I know that it's, you know, it's not some creature makeup. I know it's just a mustache and everything, but I feel like it deserved a little acknowledgement. <laughs> so, the sweltering heat for hours. Yeah. And, and the makeup stayed on and he looked amazing in that music video. He looked exactly like we wanted him to look. And the mustache so, continuity is just fantastic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, awards, awards, let, let me say, awards are all a bit of a, um, they're, they're a great promotion for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, awards are a great way to promote movies or a great way to promote someone's business and recognition and acknowledgement and they make you feel part of, but they can also make you feel not part of as well if you're not nominated. I mean, there's good pros and cons to awards, but uh, I literally was just talking to someone in the union the other day and I said, it's such a great thing to everyone, but everybody to come together and acknowledge people's work that they've done throughout the year, whether it be the best makeup or the not the best makeup, you know, it's still work that you do and yeah. it's still fun to have some recognition. And so I always enter my work and try and get as many votes as I can through my <laughs> friends. But, um, you know, surprisingly I've been nominated three times so i think the first one was for uh, perform this way wow perform this way a very makeup and <laughs> hair heavy yeah. video very yeah. and then and then most recently um uh al with sam jones mm, okay. so oh, nice. yeah so as his uh and and which which normally wouldn't even be like uh, how like, what is that? A, like an ad for a show? Like, it's not <laughs> exciting. How is that a nomination? Well, I participated. So I got acknowledged. And that's um, showing up is part of the no, step number one, you know, just show up. So I'm fortunate I got nominated. But 
we'll see if I win. Hey, if any of you are out there and you're a local 706 makeup artist, please vote for me. <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on. I know I'm up against Pose and, uh, you know, all these other things. Don't pick the obvious. Pick me. Come on. I mean, for, for Weird Al fans, you are the obvious. Pick, so. yeah, well, yeah. Well, please pick Al for Sam Jones. I mean, come on. We've been nominated three times. We've never won. Oh. This time, this time, we can do it. Tell all your local 706 makeup artists and hairstylist friends to vote for Weird Al for Sam Jones in the best hair for a TV commercial or music video. Dave, I think we need to find a celebrity to hire us for three years, and then we can join and vote yeah. for yes. Sean. <laughs> yes please guys come on and I, I can teach you can be my apprentice yeah I'll, Perfect. I'll, yeah I'll, uh, I'll work with you i'm great. in let's do it <laughs> any celebrities out there please let, let us know <laughs> you need an apprentice uh, that's so great maybe Pat and oswald <laughs> needs somebody yeah hey that'd be great <laughs> uh i was just watching one of al's shows from i think the 90s it was the weird al show yeah the kids show that he did yeah. and there was a baby Patton oswald in it it was so great <laughs> oh my god yes. baby Patton. it's like baby yoda <laughs> baby Patton. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> Do you work with Patton? Yes, he was in uh, Foil. Oh, that's he right. Was, that's right. Oh, he was yes. the monster, I think he was in Foil. <laughs> the lizard <Was> man. <laughs> the lizard man. Yeah, yeah, he was the monster. That's um, funny. And, and also... Thomas Lennon. Tom Lennon. Yes, yep. Tom Lennon, my old executive producer from yeah. Yeah. yeah, wow, that's yes. great. I love Tom Lennon. Oh. Uh, I love me some Tom Lennon. He is just so cool. He is Mr. Cool. I, I have to say he's always Mr. Cool. I just love his, I love him. And, and he looks great in shorts. <laughs> I'm so excited that Reno 911's coming back. I, I was a huge fan of that show. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. yeah it's cool. <laughs> I mean, it's so crazy that it's almost like real life Florida. <laughs> you're right you're right reno is the wrong choice <laughs> yeah. i think they did it in florida one time yeah i think one of the I movies they... was in florida or something yeah <laughs> so, I mean, it's so perfect so sean we gotta know how did you get connected with al initially oh so i was just I, you know i've just come from having brunch with al just now um, and, uh, and, and Suzanne, his wife and Nina, his daughter, and they're really good friends of, of mine and my husband's. Um, and, uh, you know, we've gotten to know each other over the years as, as friends, not just as work, workmates, you know? Yeah. You know, I met Suzanne was the first person I met and we met at Fred Siegel. Um, ah, and, yeah, so there's the callback. So, <laughs> so I was doing this thing. I was out the front. They were photographing me because I, I dress kind of almost like someone from the tacky video. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's just my natural state of being. And um, they, I was doing something with um, this, this thing called Man, Man on the Street. And they 
came and photographed my outfit. I'm sure it was something probably from Vivian Westwood, who's my favorite designer. And um, they were photographing me for men on the street. And this woman walked by and she was dressed really cool. And I said, oh, you should do her as well. And so we got talking and that was Suzanne. And so I had no idea who Suzanne was. She was just someone that I instantly, the moment I saw her, we had this magnetic connection. Mm. And we got talking and she said, well, what would you do with my hair? And I said, well, why don't you come in? Let's have a talk. Come in. And so she came in and I ended up cutting her hair. And uh, we found out that we have a mutual friend. We ha actually have two mutual friends. Jamie Lee Curtis was her friend. And uh, she had no idea I did Jamie's hair. Wow. And we have another friend. Her name's Frowley. And Frowley's a long, long time friend of mine. Um, and she's uh, Ben Fold's ex-wife. Oh, and okay. uh, Frowley is a musician as well. You should check her out. She does this really highly spiritual, connective music. And she and I really connect. And she was performing like two weeks later at this place on Melrose or some of maybe maybe Lago or somewhere like that. And she invited us to go and see that. Guess who was there? Suzanne and Al. <laughs> so that was my first time that I met Al. Um, and then uh, Suzanne came back in for another haircut. She said, oh, well, you know, Al needs a haircut. What do you think? Could you do his hair? And are you good with curly hair? I'm like, Yes, I'm very good with curly hair. <laughs> so uh, he came in for a conditioning treatment and a haircut. So, yeah. So I had him at Fred Siegel. He uh, he came in and visited Fred Siegel. Wow. And he came in. Oh, I've got to tell you the other thing he did one time because the fans will get a kick out of this. So I, I, I'd known him for a little while. And Al came back in for, I think, about his third haircut. And he left the salon and I thought he'd gone and he came back in and he had the prosthetic on from fat. <laughs> <laughs> but he was just dressed the same. And he just walked in with that on his face just just to kind of like take me blind to blindside me <laughs> just for fun just like serious for fun just for a moment in time he was having some fun like a 15 year old <laughs> like it was so funny and i i laughed not visually at like what he looked like but i was laughing at how wonderful it was that he was this 15 year old like <laughs> sense of fun and i just connect to it so much if you if if anyone knows me they know what what a 15 year old i am i mean i i love i love to have fun you know i love like silly things and you know i i like a little bit of mischief and I like a little, you know, a little, a, like fun antics that you wouldn't normally think of, but like just a little surprise in the day. And that was my surprise. I'll never forget it. I just, <laughs> I was like, and it was just for me. And he did it just for me. And it was, it's kind of like, you know, it was so generous. Yeah. It was, it was such a generous thing to do. And, you know, I never forget it. Never forget that moment. And it just was so unexpected, you know, <laughs> first of all, that he was carrying that around in right. the car. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, really wow. beautiful. And, yeah. and and he and I connect. I mean, 
he is so loving and such a beautiful like wow <laughs> what a beautiful man i have a great connection with al that's yeah. for sure yeah just the fact that he was carrying around that fat mask with him <laughs> just to play a prank. It's <laughs> a, a great story. Yeah, came back so, in with it. Obviously, you know, Al is very well recognized for his natural long curly hair. And you mentioned that you are specialized in the curly hair. So what are some of the challenges of working with curly hair and especially Al's hair? Well, first of all, Al's hair is uh, like super curly. It's very fine. He has a very like it's a fine hair strand. So the challenges are that it can get a little bit frizzy if you don't take control of it. So for his everyday look for Al when he's just walking around and, you know, if you see Al in the street, he's taking a photo with you, his hair is, hair is not done. But, you know, for videos and things, I, I usually like take his natural curl and I use a really fine curling iron. I use an FHI heat um, curling iron. It's a, a really like it's a specific curling iron that I use. And I, I vary like the different widths of the curling iron for different things. So sometimes I do it really curly and there's a funny incident that happened. Um, <laughs> but most of the time I, do, I just, you know, I, I really check with Alan what, what he wants it to look like. And, you know, it's really under his direction to tell you the truth. Like for example, in the foil video, the hair was supposed to look like Lord's hair. Right. So, so we did it like I did it a larger curling iron than what I normally would. So it's like a big barrel kind of curl. Uh, it's a big bouncy. And it's more, it's more soft. The curl in that video, if you look at it, you can see it's a, a bigger, fuller curl, which actually turned out looking really great. Uh, I really love the hair in that video. Uh, and it looks just like Lord's hair did in in her video. But uh, that was that was one time, and I, I I started getting into like having the really specific curling rod for Al's hair. So I had like all these different things, and it was like a packet that are, a little bag that I have just for Al, and I have one <laughs> just for Jamie Lee Curtis. Like I have Jamie Lee Curtis brushes that are just Jamie Lee Curtis's brushes, wow. and I have Al's Al's hair kit and. And I was just kept adding these more, more, more and more. I just kept adding these curling lines. And then I got in, into like making the tiniest curl I could make. <laughs> and I bought, I found this beard curling iron and it like is for curling beards. And it's this tiniest little iron. It's like smaller than a finger. Like a, it's like probably like the size of like a, a pencil. Wow. Wow. And so it's for curling beards and, and mustaches and making them you know, <laughs> like that curly thing. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is so cool. I'm going to use this on Al. I'm going to use this one on Al. And so we get booked on this job. We did it. It was for Amaze. Do you know Amaze? Yeah, yes. Of course. Where so we're in a coffee shop and we're doing this Amaze and I do his hair and you know, we, I did his hair in the in the coffee shop. We really didn't have like a hair and makeup area. Um, I did his hair there, and then you know, there's not a lot of mirrors or anything around, so we just go in the coffee shop. And I'm thinking, oh, it looks really curly and great and everything. And then the video comes out, and Al sends me the video and and says, maybe not as curly. So, <laughs> <laughs> and so I really didn't. 
I really didn't notice, but when he sent me the video and I clicked and looked at it, I'm like, oh my God, that's really, I really went overboard on the cook. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyone looking at that video, that's not, that's not how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be <laughs> a little less curly. I should have stretched it out a little bit, like looking in hindsight. <laughs> and, and actually, you know, there's so many different versions of Al's hair. Like when he had bangs in the, he had like men with bangs hair um, for the Weird Al show back in the 80s. It was like that. And he had the little mustache. And, you know, there's a lot of different different kinds of curly looks for Al. Yeah. And I think I was probably in my mind just going looking at that at the time. But once he brought it up, I was I'm, now I'm super self-conscious every time I curl his hair. Okay, so what size curl do you want to be today? Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, it's just hair. It's just hair. But look how famous that hair is. It's, yes. it's like the most famous curly hair in the world, I think. It's fantastic. I mean, it's such an iconic thing. I mean, even looking at the gallery in 1988 or any other kind of fan art or representation of Al, it's people always go to the curls. I mean, that is like the signature Al look. It sure is. And to speak about the art and from the gallery, you know, I, I think you guys know I bought a piece of art at the show. Um, and in the, in the, the art that I bought, it's by a girl named D harmony. I think is her name the underscore harmony. I loved the picture so much. First of all, I thought it was the most beautiful painting. Uh, a lot of them are prints. So, yeah. you know, um, I thought it just suited something that I would have in my house. And so <laughs> I, I bought that one. But it also represented the hair that I had done that day. Right. So in the picture, I can see that, like, she has she has recreated the exact curls that I did on that day. <laughs> it looks like a picture of my work. So I had to have it. And uh, so I went and I, I bought it. I bought it immediately. I knew that it was going to be sought after. I, yeah. I went straight. I was like, no, I, I need to get it right now. And so I bought it. And, uh, you know, Suzanne and Al have just told me that they had my card refunded and they gave it to me for Christmas. Oh, that's so cool. Isn't that sweet? That is so sweet. Very sweet. Yeah. So I ended up, you know, getting a beautiful piece of art for Christmas off the Yankee Vicks. That piece was amazing. I loved it. And I, I wasn't really after, I was more after the prints. I wasn't after getting the original art, but I saw that one. I was like, boy, I I think I want to get that. And then I heard you got it. And I was like, okay, he is the right person to own that. That is, you know. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> it made me very happy that you got that piece. It's such a cool piece. Do you, do you know where you're going to hang it? Yeah, I know exactly where I'm going to hang it. Yeah, it's going to go in my side. I have a, a really fantastic house that my husband and I bought together. And in our entryway, it has these, like a little dividing hallway. And I have um, a beautiful Miro painting there. And I have uh, another piece of art. It's like this little Picasso lithograph, Whoa. and it's going to go right across the right across the, <laughs> the wall from the Picasso lithograph. Oh, I love that! <laughs> Isn't that great? I love that. I'm like, great, perfect. <laughs> it's in perfect company. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I really love art. 
art's my uh, inspiration for life and um I think it's a fantastic way of communication. So, Especially when Al is the subject of the art. I'm curious, Sean, how would you personally describe Al's style? Al's style reminds me of a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> and very comfortable, a very comfortable vacation. It's an excellent answer. Very comfortable vacation, I love that. Yes, someone <laughs> enjoying themselves. Sure. And I want to touch a little bit on the music videos, but I do have a, another question I want to ask you about. And that is, what is the most unusual request that Al has ever asked of you? To tell you the truth, perform this way was the most unusual thing that we've done. <laughs> and it was fascinating. I mean, that was really like Al produced and directed and performed and did everything in that video. I mean like he was the master that day uh it was fascinating watching him do everything like that uh, he asked me to make the week for him so i had to make a week for like the lady gaga week so that's right. handmade i made that from scratch so wow. you know I, I put all the yellow hair in it and you know created the look and i did that from just it was just a basic wig and then i turned it into gaga's hair <laughs> um i you know so i was really proud of that wig that wig was fantastic in fact he uses that wig on stage he did use it on stage for a long time i'm not sure if he's still using it mm. i also did the wig for the smells like teen spirit so um, oh wow the the kirk cobain wig yeah. for him. so you've been you've been with al for a while then yeah but i didn't do it i i didn't do the video i just i just did redid a wig for him on for the tour oh okay for his tour yeah no i didn't do the video now what is it like with these wigs because al has really long curly bushy hair and you've got to fit this under this wig what kind of designs do you have to accommodations do you have to make for these wigs and how do you get al's hair under these wigs and make it look like his natural hair what i do is i flat iron the hair and then stick it under i you know pin it and stick it under the hair and and try and get it looking as good as possible um you know with tape and and all the little wig tricks that you do. So what does Al look like with straight hair? Oh, he looks cool with straight hair. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to he see looks that. cool anyway. Yeah. yeah, he looks cool. There is some photo of me somewhere with him. I think Suzanne, Suzanne Yankovic took a photo of me with, I'll try and find it, but I'm, I don't know. I really don't know where that photo is, but yeah, he looks really cool. I, I did straighten it for um, Perform This Way as well. I had to straighten it out for those weeks. Yeah, now that was a wild video with just all the different <laughs> characters that Al played in there. What was that day like for you? That day we shot it in two days and it was hectic and it was fast as and furious. I mean, it was so fast and furious. He would do, he would do his performance, run back in, we'd do his change, he'd go back out and do the thing, and then we had the Madonna, there was a Madonna girl, we did her as well, and she came in, and then there were, you know, they had to meet certain spots, you know, that was very specific with the um, the big headpiece that he wore, a big a big giant headpiece, right, um, and that, he couldn't move his head while he was talking, and... <laughs> It was really specific. I mean, that was very complicated as opposed to the Rivers Cuomo thing where we did two takes, I think maybe three. 
and 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 then we were done. I mean, we were done by we got there early and we were done, you know, before traffic. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Yeah. It was a it was a great video. That was a really cool video. Um, I love I love when he's like all the different characters. I I love when he does all of that stuff. Totally, it's really fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a lot of work. I mean, it's interesting because it looks fun. It looks like it's a lot of fun, but it is. It's very quite intense the work because you have a crew and you're paying a crew for their time and. There's, you can't stall on that kind of stuff. So it, it's it's a very uh, precise thing, and you have a schedule. You're on a schedule. You have to meet, and by a certain time, you have this your plan, and you have to meet each uh, each mark as you're going along. Otherwise, you'll be there till one o'clock in the morning, and it will cost you double. So there's a, a very specific plan to all of that. And it has to you have to have people who are conscious of time. And I, I like to work really fast, and I think I think that's a good thing with with Al. We work great together because mm-hmm. uh, he's very patient in a chair when he sits there. He lets me do my work. He trusts my work is going to make him look good on camera. And uh, you know I have to work with lighting and make sure the lighting. It's not just with hair and makeup. You're not just you don't just do it. You you have to work with the um, the lighting and make sure that everything's hitting the right way. Right. So, you know, there's some trust involved because you become the mirror for yeah. the person. You're you're literally a person's mirror and, and you have to look at all the things that are going to make them look the best. And just to roll back to when we were talking about Australia, I wanted to know, were you familiar with Al growing up in Australia? I know there are, you know, he's had albums chart over there and that kind of stuff but i'm just wondering if you were a fan of his or if you knew of him before moving to the u.s i was a teenager in the in the 80s and um we had mcv only on saturdays saturdays would would come uh on on like i think you know uh channel 10 or something would have mcv for four hours would come on um, on a Saturday morning. And so I remember watching Al and hearing Eat It on the radio. And, <laughs> you know, of course, he he is very loved in Australia, as you probably know. Yeah. And, of course, I loved him. Yeah, I did. I had no idea that he, it was never in my radar that we'd ever connected. I'd ever be his um hair and makeup person <laughs> yeah it's it's just really it's really amazing it's an, an amazing uh connection and it's really it's so strange because of course i know him as a, as an artist but i know him as a human being first right so because i know him through my friends i don't know him i, I wasn't introduced to him like a like someone who is performing somewhere or doing something. I see him as my friends. Like when I first met him, he was my friend's friend. Right. It wasn't right. like, oh, here's a big celebrity. You know, <laughs> it doesn't, it didn't feel that way. Although I do recognize his stature and who he is and all of that, but it didn't feel like I was meeting someone super famous, you know, right. he's because he's very calm and he's very welcoming. Yeah. So it, it's a little disarming. You don't have to, I don't know. I don't know how to explain that, but 
I always just, I've always felt my, like I could be myself around famous people. I don't ever, I try not to geek out on people, but maybe inside <laughs> I'm, I'm like, right. oh my God, if only you could sing and eat it. You know, like, <laughs> oh, so, yeah. You had mentioned that your personal style related with tacky and you were on the tacky video. And what was that like? Did you get to put any of your own personal touches onto the characters in the tacky video? Jack Black okay. and... Okay, well, there's a secret in the tacky video. Okay. So in the, in as Eric Stone Street Stone Street is running through the tacky video, in the background there's a hat, and that hat is my Vivian Westwood hat. That is actually the Pharrell hat that Pharrell wears. Whoa! In oh. in his hat, and that was my contribution to the video. That's awesome. I'm gonna definitely go look awesome. for that right now. It's a it's a secret in the it's it's hanging on a rack or it's hanging in the back and it's it's the hat that Pharrell wears wow. in his song. Wow. <laughs> and and then there's another story. The hat that Pharrell wears is actually the hat that Malcolm McLaren wears in Buffalo Girls. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's where <laughs> that's where that hat originally comes from. Um I had a pair of Jeremy Scott winged shoes that Jack Black was going to wear, but then the stylist ended up taking them off. So that was my other contribution, but it didn't make it. <laughs> that was a fun day. God, I did everyone's hair and makeup in that. Margaret Cho, um, you know, I did everyone That's in so that day. <laughs> that was a really fun day. It was in down, a fantastic loft downtown la it was above a theater i think the orpheum maybe it was a, a, a theater downtown there and it was above in a loft there what a video that's a fantastic video it's so iconic it's so good right <laughs> yeah i love when he performs that um when he performed it all around the world yeah. i guess yeah and and he starts off with that and comes into the audience like that Oh my God, it blew me away because it was just such a cool recreation of what it was like on the video that day. Right. I mean, it was just like that because he jumps through the window and comes through the thing. And, you know, <laughs> I was just missing Margaret Cho and Eric Stone. <laughs> but, you know, but it was really that feeling like when he comes in the audience singing. And he's singing about, you know, uh, you know, he comes in through 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 the audience and through the backstage and everything. And you see the video on screen of him coming in. It was just such a when I saw it live, I was like, wow, this is exactly what it felt like on the day in the video. I don't know that we really got into much detail on the foil video. But what can you tell us about that day? Especially I want to learn about Al's foil hat. The foil hat was made by the stylist on the day, um, and it was beautifully made. I mean, like a boat hat like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, you know, it's a perfect perfect foil hat, yeah. Um, uh, I did all the wigs for the dancers, uh, um, you know, the backup singers, yep. right? which were really cool. Um, so I made those wigs the week before. Uh, that was really fun. I love when I get to do like fun campy wig stuff like that. You know, it's <laughs> like, you know, that, that it's we, you know, the only camp we really see these days is on 
RuPaul's Drag Race. So right. I, when you see it in something real, uh, like the, the campy things like that, it, it just it makes things. I think it's a little a little more fun. There's a little B-52s element to it. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, there's. It, it was really a cool thing, cool, fun thing <laughs> to do. Um, and then, of course, Tom Lennon and um, Patton. Um, who else was in it? Ben um, Duran. He plays the CIA agent. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, he's really cool too. They were really cool, and and that was another mustache we put on them. Funny mustaches. So <laughs> I love a good mustache. So Sean, Dave, and I are, are both uh, big collectors of Weird Al memorabilia, and really any kind of cool Weird Al related thing, like the artwork we can find. Do you have any kind of collection like of the the hair that you did, or the mustache from the foil video, or anything like that, like in a shrine? You know, I, I don't have that. I have a weird apple head. He's looking at me right now. He's next to um, he's right next to a Pee Wee Herman um, talking doll that I have here, and a Superman and a uh, fabulous Thunderbirds. There's also a GI Joe here and a Billy doll, which if anyone knows, that's. Very naughty doll, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's um, that's and that's um in my um my little office that I'm in right now, and it's just a collection of books and things. And what do I have in here of owls? I don't any like hair pieces or wigs or any of that kind of stuff. I always give to Al because he owns those. I mean, he bought them, he right, owns them right. and he, he sometimes uses them in his performances. So, uh, even though the wigs from the girls, uh, the backup singers that, you know, Al takes all of that stuff. Plus it's his, you know, anything I have Al's given me, I did make a shirt. I made a, uh, a shirt. It's him as Michael Jackson. It's him as eat it. It's the skinny eat it. And and it's him just doing his leg, and I made a t-shirt of that, um, just myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was trying to convince him to do a t-shirt because I, I wanted to have one. Um, <laughs> I just made one. What else do I have? Oh, I have the Mad Magazine cover. Yeah, that he did, which I I kind of look at it and always think, oh, my hairdo, but. It, it's not really. <laughs> yeah, I have that T-shirt. That's actually one of my favorite T-shirts. Yeah. I was so excited when he did that Mad magazine because it was a magazine I read as a kid. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. I have a little pin, a little, little owl pin that I got from somewhere. Nice. I'm looking at a bunch of books, by the way. <laughs> I don't have a lot of owl things. I kind of tend to just have one of something. Right just to remind me because I, I can tend to be a little bit of a um, hoarder with, with stuff. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. stuff. And <laughs> as, as I'm maturing, I'm, I'm kind of limiting myself to, I don't need every single thing. I can just have one of them, right. a little case. So <laughs> I have a Halloween doll the action figure, I should say. I, I have the virus, when Jamie Lee Curtis virus. I have a Steve Jobs. <laughs> I have a Christopher Guest. Um, I do Christopher Guest here as well. I do. Um, I have a, a Spinal Tap, Christopher Guest, Nathan <laughs> Tufnell doll. That's so great. <laughs> I know I'm a bit weird. I have the, all of those action figures. I like those. Not weird to us, Sean. <laughs> okay, good. 
who else do I have then? <laughs> I have the six million dollar man, the bionic woman, and I have a stretch Armstrong, the Avengers. <laughs> so I have great. Oscar Gold. I have Oscar Goldman, and I have <laughs> the fem. I have a fembot, and I have Maskatron. <laughs> so yeah, it's so cool. Uh, I could go on and on, but. I think Maskatron was probably one of my favorites because he could take his face off and put different faces on. (laughs) The the Fembot as well, she has different faces. But actually, you know, interestingly enough, I have the Bionic Woman, and to bring it back to Al, um, Suzanne Yankovic gave me a Bionic Woman lunchbox one year for Christmas because she she knew that I loved the, the Bionic Woman. So, yeah, she, that was my first haircut that I ever did. I cut the bionic woman's hair into a bob. <laughs> Your action figure. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's funny. Wow. I put blue highlights with a marker pen in it as well. <laughs> you were destined from that point forward. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how old I was. I mean, I, I couldn't have been more than eight or nine. <laughs> but that was the thing back then. I have a couple more questions I'd like to ask you, Sean. Uh, were there any looks that Al had asked you to help him recreate that you felt were too tough to pull off, so you had to come up with, like, a plan B? Um, no. I'm, I'm, I, I like to think of myself as a hair magician. I, I can basically... You know, I, I, I'm not shy. If, if I can't do it, I'll make it happen by asking someone else for help. He's never asked me for anything I couldn't do, but I guess I, if I couldn't do it, I would just ask someone to help me and we would collaborate. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think there's anything. Yeah, that's fair. That's, that's great. <laughs> yeah. What have you personally learned from working with Weird Al? You know, he, he never swears. I've never heard Al swear. Wow. And <laughs> I think there's a peace in that. There's a real something about it where he's at peace with not having to use that expression. And, you know, I've never seen him angry. I've I've def- definitely seen him, like, focused and, and working hard. And, you know, that the, the video of Perform This Way, that was a very stressful video. It's a lot of work to pack in. There was a lot of different looks mm-hmm. and he was very focused. And we had some fun along the way, but very focused, but never got angry, never stressed to the point where like you'd go, oh, you know, he's always in control. He always shows up early. You know, the call time might be 6.30 a.m. He'll be there 6. Mm. So <laughs> I'm always there 5.45. You know, I like to get there before. I like to try and get there before. If so, if someone's arrived before me, then I'm late. You know, I like, right. wow. I like to be the one there. So I always know Jamie Lee Curtis is always 15 minutes ahead of everybody. So my clock is actually on what I call Jamie Lee Curtis time. <laughs> and that's set 15 minutes ahead of the world. So I know to arrive 15 minutes before Jamie. So I always have to be there half an hour before Jamie. But with Al, I have to be there 45 minutes before because he's always half an hour early. He is on time and ready to go. Wow. I mean, he doesn't drink coffee. He's like, you know, he's just ready. He's He loves life and he's ready to go. 
And that's that's kind of like me, you know. I wake up in the morning. If anyone follows me, they know I'm usually at the gym between four and five in the morning, and wow. I work out till usually like six. Um, and I wake up and I'm happy. I'm happy I have a new day. I love to take action on that and uh, get get fit a little bit in for myself. That's why I work out early because um, you never know if I'm going to be able to make it to the gym later. So and and I'm no I'm no like muscle man or anything. I just like to walk on the treadmill. I exercise. I, I like to keep in shape. Like I like to eat food. So <laughs> I'm trying to balance the two. <laughs> so eat enough or, or walk enough to, to burn off what I eat. It's not working. But I, I've learned a sense of calm, I think, from Al. He's he's super calm, super calm guy. He's just really at ease with himself. And the fun part is to watch him be super wacky, you know, when we've done like these little <laughs> little cartoon pieces or he'll be a voice to a cartoon or and, and I'll go because sometimes they film, even though it's it's just a voice thing. Mm. Sometimes they'll film, so I like him to be camera ready, right. so he'll have me. Cool. And it's, you know, it's fun to watch him do his wacky stuff because it's so... <laughs> It's so unique, you know. He's just such a unique person. Sean, I would be remiss if I didn't ask this final question. I, I need to hear about Nicole Kitman. Oh, <laughs> okay. Nicole Kitman. Well, you know, she's my husband is cat. And so he originally got her for Christmas, and which is appropriate because it's that time of year. And uh, he called her Noel. And then he didn't like the name anymore, so we changed it to Nicole. <laughs> and when we moved in together, I didn't like – I'm super allergic to cats, so I had to have shots once a week. Mm. And I got over my cat reaction on – my eyes would itch and everything would flare up. And uh, I eventually was able to touch the cat. And when I when I could get close to her – I was like, oh, Nicole, she's Nicole Kitman. And it just kind of stuck. It stuck because, you know, we love Nicole Kidman. Right. And she's not an orange cat. So I don't even know. I mean, the only thing familiar is that her name's Nicole, but I wanted her to be have some kind of Aussie thing and some kind of connection to me as well. So I named her Nicole Kidman. And then I make, made a. Uh, Instagram page for her, so she's the real Nicole Kidman. Because I think someone <laughs> took it down. Someone reported us. What? About, yes, I, know. I hope it wasn't Nicole Kidman. Right. <laughs> she was getting more likes. Nicole Kidman was getting more likes. Anyway, so she's uh, she's up there on Instagram, and we take photos. And I, you know, I love her. She hates me, but I love her. <laughs> A really cute cat. Yeah, she's so sweet. Dave and I are both cat daddies, so we we can relate. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I just love cats. Yeah. They're so annoyingly like cute. Yeah. Like, oh my god! <laughs> Sometimes I think of her as like a monkey. I think of her as this monkey, and secretly I've said things to her like, "You can talk. You can talk to me if you want." You know? <laughs> Say one word. I know you can do it. I know. I know you can talk. She'll just do that stupid meow. <laughs> so sometimes I like to think that she's um, 
talking to me. Right. She'll do the meow that sounds like a yes. Or, <laughs> I'm like, yes, yeah, that is right. But yeah, I love Nicole. <laughs> Nicole Kipman, I love it. Nicole Kipman, yeah. Sean, you've been so generous with your time. This has been so wonderful hearing all your stories and hearing about your career. Oh, you're welcome. How fun. I was so honored that you guys asked me to do this. Uh, I mean, to me, I just go to work and do my stuff. So um, to be asked to, to talk about it is a real honor. I really appreciate it. We would love to encourage our followers to follow you on Instagram. You post a lot of great photos, great photos with Al, at Sean James Hare. And you can follow you there, and, and we'll keep up to date on the local 706 awards. And if we know anyone, we'll, we'll vote, of course. <laughs> awesome. Thank you guys so much. Keep following my story, too, because my story, uh, it's either me at the gym or me uh, at work or me at the beach. So <laughs> I, it's not a lot of interesting stuff there, but my, you know, my page, I do, I do put stuff when I'm working with Al, you know, if it's not giving away any secrets, I will post it. And, you know, it's usually Al approved. Right. So, yeah, fantastic, guys. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And anyone who's thinking of becoming a hair and makeup artist who might be stuck in their life of what they want to do and they can't see a way out, you know, there are always ways out. And all you need to do is ask for help and guidance. And um, people are always ready to help you. Uh, you just have to open the door. And I kind of think of asking for help as you are a cord and you're plugging into a socket and the socket is the help. It's the electricity. Well, I'm sure we'll eventually see you at another Al event. Yeah. So hope, hope to see you eventually. And... I can't wait. 2020 is going to be a really fun year throughout. Can't wait. Thanks a lot. See you later. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Sean. Bye. Okay, bye. Thank you to Sean James for joining us. That was a blast. Oh, it was so much fun getting to hear Sean tell us about the music videos he worked on with Al. And I loved his personal story and how he got introduced to Al. Everything was so much fun. And really, I'd never heard any of that before. So that was really cool. And best of luck to Sean at the upcoming award ceremony. We want to thank all of our listeners and especially those of you who subscribe. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. It really means a lot to us. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Play. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Stitcher. We're on Spotify. We are on Atari 2600 cartridge, and we are available everywhere you can stream podcasts. The only way to make sure you get the latest episodes the second they drop is if you subscribe. We always post brand new full episodes every Wednesday. Of course, head on over to our Patreon webpage. It's patreon.com slash 2000inch where you can support the podcast. You can find out how to sponsor the podcast and you can check out all of the awesome stuff we've posted, including our secret episodes. You get to hear all of our bonus episodes early Everything's there. Lots of fun stuff. Lots of fun stuff coming in 2020. Support us while you're there at patreon.com slash 2000inch. And speaking of sponsors, anyone can be a sponsor. You do not need to be a business like our friends at Burrito Burrito in Troy, New York to do it. It's only $35 a month. Anyone can do it. It's such a great deal. You know, our friend Allison, she recently became a sponsor of the podcast over at patreon.com slash 2000inch. Ethan, what is she sponsoring? This week, Allison Parsons is sponsoring our intern Frank's private helicopter rides to Ben & Jerry's, where he is going to fly to each Ben & Jerry's restaurant in the greater Northeast area, demanding that they start stocking a Weird Al 
ice cream flavor. How come Weird Al does not have an ice cream flavor? I don't know. He's more important than Jerry Garcia or Stephen Colbert. So I think that he should have an ice cream flavor. And that's exactly why Allison is sponsoring Frank to fly out and do all the dirty work for us. I mean, it's so obvious. It's right there. Rocky Road. They've got to do something with Rocky Road ice cream and Weird Al. Maybe it could be... Rocky Road Ice Cream. Featuring Weird Al. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Also with the new year, we are launching a new fun incentive for our most loyal listeners. When we first started the podcast, we offered the opportunity to sit in with us for a segment on the podcast. Well, as you know, Allison took us up on that offer, which is why she got to do the oh-so-fun top five Off the Deep End Songs episode with us. It was so popular and we got so much positive feedback that we decided to offer that incentive again. For a limited time, if you want to be in a segment with us on the podcast, you can sign up and it's only $100. Email frank at 2000inch.com for more details. We also want to remind everyone about our live interview with Jonah Ray and the UHF screening on Saturday, January 25th at Proctor's Theater in Schenectady, New York. For tickets and all information on it, visit uhf.2000inch.com. It's less than a month away. Those tickets are going fast. Be sure to pick up tickets before it is too late. And also, Ethan, you will be performing comedy with Jonah on Thursday, January 23rd. You guys will be in North Adams, Massachusetts. And on Friday, January 24th, you'll be in Glens Falls, New York. And then directly after our live interview with Jonah Ray and the UHF screening at Proctor's in Schenectady, New York, you and Jonah will both be performing comedy at the same venue that is Saturday, January 25th at Proctor's in Schenectady, New York, directly after our live screening with Jonah Ray. What's so exciting, too, on those three comedy shows I'm doing with Jonah, he's going to be running through his brand new one-man show that he's working on for the Edinburgh Comedy Festival. So it's going to be really cool to get to be some of the first people to see that. You'll get to see me do some comedy. You'll get to see some other great comedy. It's going to be a blast. Oh, I'm so looking forward to that weekend. It's going to be so much fun. Also... Make sure you give us a follow at 2000inch on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and of course, patreon.com slash 2000inch. Check out our Facebook group and visit us at 2000inch.com where you can get the latest information about all of our guests, check out every back episode, including the bonus episodes, as well as the latest episode. And remember to use hashtag 2000inch and hashtag Gill and Chill when you post. And don't forget to give us a call, 347-SPATULA, 347-772-8852. Any time of the day or night, leave us a message. We love hearing from our listeners, and we might even play your message on the air. Let us know what cool Weird Al stuff you got for the holidays by leaving us a spatula message. Ethan, one of the reasons why Al is in Maui this time of the year is because Alice Cooper puts on a celebrity concert, which is all for charity. It's called Concert with a Cause, and he puts it on every year on New Year's Eve. So that was last night by the time this episode airs, and Al participated again last night. It took place at the Walea Beach Resort at the Marriott in Maui, and I'm hoping that by the time next episode rolls around, there will be footage of this online on YouTube that you and I can review and talk about on next week's episode. Now, tickets for this event were expensive. They started at $625, but they went all the way 
up to $2,000. So Ethan, I think that's a sign. Next year, you and I have to attend this concert. If any of our listeners were among the lucky fans who got to see Al perform as part of the Alice Cooper Benefit Show in Maui on New Year's Eve, please let us know. And to follow up on last week's episode, we got some great news. Devo Spice's song, Spider Verses, was the number one song on Dr. Demento's Funny 25 Countdown of 2019. So congratulations, Devo Spice. Well deserved. Congratulations to Devo, and thanks again for everyone for tuning in to the first episode of 2020 of Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. That was Dave and Ethan's 2008 Weird Al Podcast, episode 35 in. I was just watching one of Al's shows, The Weird Al Show, and there was a baby pattern, Oswald, in it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> baby pattern. It's like baby Yoda. <laughs>